Pharma's digital strategy starts with machines. By integrating predictive maintenance in their wider digital maintenance ecosystems, pharma companies can capture enormous value. Digital solutions help eliminate downtime, reduce maintenance costs, and maximize productivity. Ultimately, this leads to unlocking the capacity that is necessary for the industry to get the highest quality product to the patients who need them most. I'm Andrea Corona, Senior Editor for Pharma Manufacturing Magazine, and you're listening to a Special Solutions Spotlight Edition of Offscript, a pharma manufacturing podcast about what's happening behind the scenes in our magazine and what's trending in the drug industry. Joining me today to talk about this is Zach Galula, Pharma Machine Health Lead at Augury. Zach has spent his entire career sharing his passion for technology and solving challenges that drive top and bottom line results across a number of industries. Welcome, Zach, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Of course. Um, I'm sure you're very busy, so let's go ahead and get started with the first question here. When we say maintenance strategies in manufacturing, what exactly does that entail? Yeah, so uh, generally speaking, we're talking about the systems, process, and and people that are involved with bringing our products to market, especially in pharma, uh, whether you're big pharma or a CDMO. You know, pharmaceuticals are very unique in terms of how we, we make the products. And we're really focusing on avoiding machine failure uh, so we could increase capacity and revenue, uh, decrease costs, really look to optimize assets. And as you get under that first layer, uh, when we talk about pharmaceuticals or or biotechnology, therapeutics, there's just a lot of different manufacturing processes, oral and liquid solid dose, cell and gene, small and large molecules. So, you know, we talk about maintenance in a general sense because a lot of the equipment that are involved on the manufacturing floor and the utilities or the facility equipment that supports those processes uh, can be very similar, but all looking to you know make sure that we're reducing risk across the supply chain and, and from a financial sense as well. And how do you characterize the typical maintenance strategy in today's pharma plants? Yeah, so I, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to speak with a lot of uh, different roles and, and companies in in this space, and when we we talk about what they're doing today, a lot of a lot of maintenance and reliability teams, a lot of uh, manufacturing teams, it's a very manual process when we talk about uh, their maintenance strategies. Uh, so it's you know manually checking equipment, uh, using different styles of, of predictive maintenance or preventative maintenance, uh, but it's you know, calendar based, almost like our cars, you know, we're supposed to go change our oil every 3000 miles, but you don't know if you actually need to, you know, maybe our our engines are still running and the oil's good. So we're moving away from just allocating our resources. That's from a maintenance standpoint, whether it's calendar based or, or based on OEM recommendations or using third parties even, uh, which is pretty prevalent uh, in pharmaceuticals. And do you think pharma is lagging behind other other industries? And if you do think this, why do you think that is? Yeah, so I mean, pharma is is additionally unique because we're in a very very he- heavily regulated uh, industry, and we have to be compliant uh, up and down our process. You know, the ultimately our products are are going uh, to patients that that it could be life threatening uh, illnesses that we're we're providing products for. So it's. Uh, in terms of lagging, uh, you know, it's an interesting way to, to phrase it, but the the industry as a whole is very, very risk averse. So when we look at new technologies and innovation, there's a lot of waiting and seeing to prove out the value 
of a specific uh, technology solution. And this all comes down to pharma, because we're heavily regulated, there's so much data, so much paperwork and you know, moving in other aspects for electronic batch records or you know quality management systems, there's so much data that is generated from the processes that we have to make sure that it makes sense to to not really impact anything other than positive impacts, so that we could continue to bring products to the patients. The patient needs to be at the center. Uh, when we say kind of lagging behind, you know, it's it, it makes sense in this in the way that. Again, it has to be vetted out and it has to really, uh, you know, any any type of technology really needs to, to do what it says it can do uh, because of the importance. So I guess this is a perfect segue into talking more about this shift to predictive maintenance and uh, how that looks like for pharma. Um, can you tell me more about the role that data and technology play in all of this? Yeah, so I was I was just at a biomanufacturing conference last week, and a lot of the supply chain leaders, uh, when talking about you know what what has happened the past couple of years with COVID, and where they were stress tested, uh, a lot of this came down to trying to understand what the data that they have and how they can contextualize it to actually take action around. And there's a lot of technologies out there that talk about AI and and machine learning and you know, insights, but it's really about that insights and taking action on the the data that you have. And in pharma, you know, where where we're trying to source raw materials and and produce them on the manufacturing lines, it comes down to the machines that support these processes. So that's that's where, you know, the predictive maintenance piece, you know, vibration analysis, uh, so on and so forth. It's it's really important to focus on getting access to that data Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you could take the right actions to to be more efficient with your human and, and capital resources. So the next question touches upon how people are still important as pharma's maintenance ecosystems become more reliant on smart systems and automation. I guess you just touched upon it with that answer, but it, what what other thoughts might you have concerning um, the importance of people as pharma grows more reliant? on automation and and these smart systems yeah uh again people are at the center of this Uh, technology is only as good as as the people you have uh so when you're looking at opportunities to to be more uh you know innovative if as as you may say uh you know it, it really comes down to making sure that the people involved are enabled to do their jobs in a more efficient way and when we're talking about maintenance you know a lot of maintenance reliability professionals are spending a ton of time trying to understand what they should be doing. Where are the where are the failures happening? Can we get ahead of it? And most of the time, like I said, there it's all it's all reactive. Uh, you're getting a call at at 5 a.m. on a Saturday that a, a, a machine that's supporting a batch process uh, went down, and that might be a vaccine for someone that desperately needs it. So it really, you know, it's upskilling the people involved. It's it's making sure that. They're not bringing waste in the process. You know, a lot of lean thinkers out there, mm-hmm. but it's it's also the automation piece, uh, and we touched on that a little bit. But it's this whole supply chain is an ecosystem. Uh, people are are driving the ecosystem. You have technologies like uh, predictive maintenance technologies and ERPs and CMMS systems. All of that drives into kind of that overall picture uh, and the goal of of putting the patient at the at the center 
uh, so that we could bring our products reliably to the people that need them. So as companies look to manufacturing operations to achieve these efficiency goals, how are they benchmarking manufacturing performance? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting question and a, probably a multifaceted answer. Um, you know, benchmarking in pharma is difficult. There's a lot of nuance with each plant. You know, CDMOs, depending on the sponsors that they are working with, could be manufacturing a number of different types of uh, modalities in their in their facilities. But we talk about benchmarking. McKinsey has POBOS, which is a, a really well known benchmarking system. Uh, I've I've talked with a lot of different people who are use their own criteria of success or metrics like OEE or, or profit or, or plant throughput, but it really comes down to each individualized uh, site. It all comes down to data. Uh, a lot of the conversations I have, everyone's trying to to innovate, but they're they're nervous that they don't know how to measure success or if they're doing better than another plant in the portfolio. It it. it you need to have the data to be able to compare moving forward. And that's where a lot of people look at predictive prescriptive maintenance to, to understand what, what good looks like. And I work with a lot of different people who start comparing machines uh, in similar manufacturing lines uh, in the same plant or across uh, different continents. But until you have that machine layer data, the mechanical data that helps you understand uh, what actions to take, and how you should be uh, designing your goals and what success looks like, like I said. It's, it's pretty difficult to benchmark. So in terms of looking ahead for our final question as well, what are some of the potential positive long-term benefits of predictive maintenance for the pharma industry? Yeah, so I mean, from, from my perspective, the foundational piece of a digital strategy starts with machines. If you think about how we bring our products to market, you know, there are critical points of the supply chain that are supported by machines. And when we when we look at the long-term benefits of you know being more efficient, avoiding failures, machine failures, we're we're being more efficient with spare parts programs, we're being more efficient with the people we have on staff and and an upskilling or attracting talent in this tough environment. All of this leads to you know, unlocking the capacity that is necessary for all companies in this industry to get the product to market, to get the product at the highest quality to the patients that need it. Uh, we didn't touch a lot about on quality, but all of this is is directly related. You know, we, we see the headlines of the vaccines that are recalled or manufacturing processes that that hurt specific products that are being brought to market. That's all related to what we believe is, is machine health and, and the predictive maintenance piece, the prescriptive maintenance piece. It, it's the data that lives within that, that really allows, you know, the, the market leaders and the, the, the companies that are looking to innovate to, to set themselves up for long-term success from a maintenance and reliability standpoint, but really a digital and ultimately a, a patient outcome. Well, it sounds like you're definitely doing some really important work over there at Augury and you have some really exciting things going on. Um, So I look forward to hearing about them. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your insights on the importance of predictive maintenance in pharma with our audience. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks to you. This is Andrea Corona, and you've been listening to a special edition of Offscript, a pharma manufacturing podcast. Stay healthy and stay informed.